G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it is great to have you here listening today. My name is Lockie and I'm the host of this experience. And really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. Today, I sit down with Riley Brown and we talk through the second part of our annual generosity series called Be Rich. And today we talk about how Jesus modeled greatness in his time on earth. And then we talk about really specific ways in which we can take that model of greatness into the earth. A bit of a spoiler about this episode, it's all about service and how Jesus actually modeled service incredibly well while he was on earth. We hope you get a lot of value from this episode and hope that you can serve your community and your neighborhood better because you heard this episode. Well, Riley, another fantastic Sunday. I'm talking it out of our in-person experience particularly about our second part of Be Rich. Um, but gee, what a, what a Sunday. I know we start this, this conversation so often like that, but it was just a, a great, great time together. Yeah, and I know, I totally recognize not everyone who listens to the Beyond the Message that comes out every Wednesday um, with yourself, Lockie, is, is, you know, rocking up on Sundays and checking everything out. But my goodness, um, there was people in bow ties on Sunday, just going around with a cart of goodies, and I don't yes. know. I felt like I was on like an um, like a what's the I was gonna say a flying train, a plane, <laughs> a plane. I don't know if was a plane. I don't know if I was like it kind of felt like Hogwarts Express when like the lady comes down with like all the goodies, and because that's what was happening. There was we had like an awesome guest services crew, incredible leaders. Just giving out poppers and water and snacks, veggie chips. What veggie a chips. I felt That's like, right. like, yeah, my years of like primary school eating veggie chips again because that was just all I ate in primary school. We had one of those um, touch shops where you couldn't have any red foods. Ah, so, like, hot super. chips, definitely a no go. No, and you know what was sad? They got rid of um, maybe they didn't get rid of them. I don't want to throw them. Out. I love my old primary school. I just don't remember eating many of those potato faces. Do you remember those? Yes. Nostalgia of like, if you were born in like nineties, having like potato faces at your tuck shop. Um, but yeah, I didn't see those in my later years of primary school, but uh, all that day, great Sunday. Yes, um, it was great. And if in case you're like, why were there people in bow ties? Well, they were serving us, which was just fantastic because this week we're in be rich. We do three weeks of be rich this year and it's give, serve and love. And so last week, you know, we talked about giving financially and, and what we're, aiming to achieve with that um, across beyond, you know, in-person and online experiences. And this week we're talking about serving. And I'm so excited because serving can take a long, it can take so many forms. Um, And we are going to give you a really practical way you can actually jump in with our Beyond community. But a big takeaway is that there's so many different ways to serve your local community, wherever that may be, whether that is like in our Moreton Bay region from where Beyond Church is, or whether that's internationally. Um, Because as we have talked about, Riley, this this podcast reaches many borders it is just it is all around the world and so we want to empower people to just serve their local community whether that is making a meal for a neighbor in need or making some big steps with a non-profit or simply um trying to understand someone who might be a little bit different from you these are all ways we can serve our neighborhoods that's it that's it and i just we've talked about the reach of beyond the message we have Madagascar is that not? <laughs> I don't think it's. I I we would really hope so, but I don't know if we're in Madagascar just yet. Celebrate that that we just have one underrated movie, Madagascar as well. That's I won't right. Into that, that's a whole other. <laughs> Madagascar. I'll 
Start talking about leaders. Uh, we'll get lost. Oh, we'll um, check the stats before um, before programs end today and let you know, Riley. Um, but let's jump straight into our questions today because we've got a lot to talk about, lots to unpack from our message. And again, we're talking about this idea of serving, but what actually um, the big theme that we talked about on Sunday was actually greatness and how we define greatness. And I want to jump straight into talking about the full Monday uh, as we are an application-based podcast. I want to get straight to the application part of our message. And really, Riley, what you got us to do was to consider who or what defines our definition of greatness. And so I guess before we get into um, what Jesus has to say about this, I just wanted to get your perspective on where we typically get our influence and our definition of what greatness is. Um, and I've got some thoughts as well to kind of tack on this one, but it's just good to see, you know, the places in which people all around us are actually getting those influence and definitions from. Yeah, no, I think of greatness. I know like a lot of people think of like great athletes and you think of, um, oh my goodness, Lockie, what was that documentary that came out about Michael Jordan? The last something. I feel, yeah, I feel bad for not knowing this. I was about the, to say The Last Supper and I was like, the last- <laughs> I think that was the other goat um, with the last supper. The finals, and we'll we'll have the last supper. Um, The last, yeah, the last dance. The last dance. It was the last dance. Last dance. But like you look at that as a story, um, or you look at incredible stories of athletes too, or teams, even like teams that have achieved greatness. And there's something about greatness that when you put greatness in slow mo, and you put some awesome music behind it, like Chariots of Fire, which I'll put my hand up. I have not seen all of Chariots of Fire, but I do know it's there's bits in slow-mo and it's got cool music behind it. And that just makes things look great. And when I think of greatness, um, I think of like Mighty Ducks, Coach Bombay, Ducks Fly Together, quack, quack, quack. Like it's, it's the team coming together uh, with a goal in mind, but they're just overcoming adversity, like left, right and center. Um, or it's kind of like a rise from like the ashes to glory. Like it's this big ascent. Um, that happens and I think that's why these documentaries are clearly so exciting and I love listening to even podcasts um, about you know people who have achieved greatness in their their industry in sports and business world um, in understanding more about how we as humans just think and respond to different situations I think that's that's really cool so I think greatness can look like so many different things but as for like what a definition of greatness looks like like I think that would take me time to kind of write down from my understanding of how society kind of views it what what greatness kind of is and we see it like we see it in documentaries we see it in movies um in in narratives um but yeah I definitely when I think of, of greatness I do you think of this kind of big ascent and um I know we're talking about on the weekend like greatness is kind of this thing that when you watch movies like Mighty Ducks when you're little you're like, wow, like greatness is, is out there. And maybe it's out there for me to achieve, but it's out there. And to be great means you're up there as well. And like, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, but the path to greatness, I just think is this incredibly kind of exciting and cool thing to explore. Yeah, definitely. And I was actually thinking this morning as I was contemplating the full Monday that you gave us. And even like, I just thought, oh, social media just gives us this narrative and definition of greatness. Mm. Um, and I would say very unhealthy. Like you look at, I mean, typically social media is a highlight reel anyway. Like you're not putting out even the people that are vulnerable and and sharing, you know, the inside parts of their life that aren't necessarily great. It's still by nature, a highlight reel of our life. And 
yeah, you look at greatness and the rise of people and the rise of the person on TikTok who goes from zero to a hundred million overnight, basically. And all these kind of stories of, of greatness. And, and that actually I, I realized was a really unhealthy definition. And what I also realized is I'm looking at, you know, like the people on social media that are like the greatest in their field, like they're the 0.01% of people in their field. And it, it can be really interesting looking at these people live their life and you get like a sense of, oh, wow, they're just amazing. And they're, they're perfect. But not only that, it, it reflects on you and you're like, oh, I'm imperfect. Like I, I don't, I'm just not quite like that. And it's quite off-putting and, and difficult to look at these people sometimes because they just live these amazing life that seems so, so out of reach. So I definitely think there's an element there that um, there's just cultural messaging that is about greatness and like how it's, you know, you could be the next person to be great if you just do this thing or um, it's, you know, this uh, maybe unrealistic or unrepresentative kind of view of what greatness is. Yeah. And it almost speaks to that idea too, that greatness, which like, again, we think of like these figures, these great figures and history, sports, like, you know, all these different industries that we can measure greatness in and like what i think we're going to find each time is like greatness is difficult like it was difficult to achieve greatness is difficult to maintain it's a difficult destination to get to and it's even more difficult to kind of stay at a great level there's athletes leaders people that we know are are famous who kind of got to this mark of greatness and then we see a downhill pursuit all of a sudden where it's just like it's this downhill slide so um Greatness, I think, is hard too when we start pulling it into the field of like greatness is something we want to be known as or known for, um, yeah. which again, not saying it's an unhealthy pursuit every time yeah. by the definition that we're talking about, worldly definition, but um, at the same time, I think it can lead us into that, you know, that thing within us that we want to be known for something. Um, and then we start playing this comparison game, exactly like you're saying, Lockie, with other people that, they don't even know us and we're just like, oh, I want to be like, that. like we're not yeah. enough. If we're not enough, then it's really easy to like pull other people down to make ourselves feel better. And we start rupturing our relationships with people. And, and if we don't feel like we're enough and we can also go the other way and just be like, well, I'm not enough. And then we start going downhill ourselves with our own thinking, our own thoughts. Um, and then, yeah, it's this, this game of, of what if, and I wish I was more like this person and, Again, like we come from Christian faith side of things, like we were created uniquely. Um, yeah. And it's not to say this pursuit of greatness isn't a great thing for us to pursue. Because um, everyone, I think, within us, again, Christian faith side of things, we we're talking on Sunday, like that desire for greatness, I think is a real thumbprint um, or God's thumbprint on our own life and, and how he's designed us. Because um, at the end of the day, like he's a great almighty creator of the universe, God too so i think it's within us to pursue because we want to be a great mate we want to be a great boyfriend girlfriend great partner yeah. great brother sister parent like these are all things that that i think are worth um worth pursuing 100 percent. yeah well i'm gonna um shoot like decide to steal your tactic from the weekend riley where you kind of gave us the punchline or the bottom line like straight away you didn't leave us guessing in the message and i'm gonna do the same because it is so clear that through reading the gospel that Jesus's definition of greatness is radically different to that of what the time the culture was like his path to greatness, which we'll talk about is just so different. And so I want to ask you, Riley, like why, why is it so different? Like where are the key differences um, when you look at his messaging of greatness, but then further to that, 
is Jesus's definition of greatness still different to our current culture today? Because that's obviously 2000 years ago, but is, is there still a massive gap between Jesus's definition of greatness and our current cultural definition of greatness? So a big question for you there, Riley, but I'm really keen to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah. Well, speaking around the culture side of things, like, again, what does greatness look for us in our culture today? Like it seems to be this, if not a really cool platform or destination to get to, it's this constant pursuit. Um, And I think part of that path of greatness, again, you can kind of turn on any podcast, listen to any podcast or, you know, and it has the title greatness in it. I think at some stage, someone's going to start talking about mindset or habit or attitude because when we look at, you look at Michael Jordan, like in that doco, not the last supper, the last dance, um, <laughs> not space gym, the last dance, like the whole, the whole thing is just like his mindset. Everyone's just like, the guy is relentless. Like he's, he's crazy in terms of how competitive he is, his nature, his attitude to training. Um, and I'm just using Michael Jordan as an example here. Again, I, I'm sure we could look at so many different documentaries of incredible women, incredible men who by society standards have achieved greatness and they pursue greatness and it's pointed back to their mindset and habit and this is what this this mindset that we talked about on sunday for us who are followers of jesus like greatness is so well defined by how jesus modeled service to others Um, and he did so with this incredible mindset to serve others and put others first and the culture of jesus time and even with what paul was writing in like it was not a great thing to serve somebody else just out of compassion or just because you wanted to be generous with your time or because you want to be generous with your money. It was not a normal thing to just serve someone else, put them first or, or yeah, love, love somebody else who was outside of your own family by literally giving what you had and by being rich. And this is what Jesus modeled. So it would have been, so bizarre for anyone to receive this but also it would have been considered a weakness like we uh read even in that that letter that paul wrote to the philippine church how when he's talking about jesus's mindset like like jesus positioned himself as a slave which like i don't know about you but like in terms of so many people you know trying to make sense of the world around us but also who god is or like what god am i following like who would want to follow a God who's also calling himself a slave? Like mm. it's just, it, it, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. And here Jesus is even in his time saying like, Hey, I'm yep, fully man, fully human, but I'm also God pointing to himself as God, which makes that's a really unique Christian message. But he's also yeah. saying, Hey, everyone matters. Everyone matters to God, whether you think, you know, whether God matters to you or not. And, um, Again, I just think that would have been crazy for people to try and comprehend in that time. Like this is someone who's literally trying to just lower and lower and lower their head around others to literally be able to serve others. And then we look at Jesus' life, but we also look at his death, death on a criminal's cross is what Paul writes about to the Philippian church again. Like it's not even an honorable death. Like crucifixion was the lowest, the lowest of low criminals. Um, And still even... With some of Jesus's last words, he talks uh, to a criminal who was next to him on the cross. He said, "Hey, I believe who you are." Like, um, and Jesus says, "Hey, you'll you'll meet me in paradise today. I'll see him." Like, and it's just crazy. Like, even in his last moments, he's still extending grace to 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 those who really, in our eyes, don't deserve it. Like, and this yeah. was Jesus's whole life in terms of being generous, in terms of giving. Um, 
yeah, how he how he generously gave his time to people, spent time with people, how he served others, how he learned loved others. Sorry, it was all countercultural, um, but he modelled it, and he modelled it with people around him too, like his disciples, followers who saw it. Um, so, is it different in our culture? Well, like I know in in my eyes, like it's really nice when you have those moments um, at the servo when maybe like you've seen that somebody else has paid for for somebody else at the petrol station in front of you, and you're like, oh. Oh, that's a really cool thing I saw today. Or when you see someone's hat fall off their head and they go running after <laughs> it and like here and pick it up and run it back. Like there's really practical things. Yeah. Like, I think would be, what would be interesting is just tracking like how people adopt this, this attitude and this mindset of serving every day. Um, Cause I think what would have been really unique for Jesus' followers and for those who are on the receiving end of his love, of his generosity, of his service it's like, wow, like they would have been seeing this every every day, every moment they spent with him. Like this is who he was. This is what greatness looked like. And in that way, he's modeling this incredible yeah, example of, of service of greatness. Yeah, it's so clear from what you said and from reading those gospel accounts that Jesus' path to greatness that he, he models and extends an invitation to us is all around service. And um, I, you know, I don't know too much culturally about what's going on back then, but from my understanding the culture isn't too much different to what we're going through right now. And there's a huge cultural messaging about become great, hustle, work hard, um, be ruthless. Like this idea of this um, Michael Jordan is like, we all admire those who just can go after a goal. So just ambitiously and just put, let nothing get in their way of them reaching their goals, which might be wrapped up in fame, popularity, um, money, relationships, things like that, that are all things that are actually that Jesus isn't calling us to. And what I find interesting is that if you do track the habits, as you said, of people like Michael Jordan and those who are incredibly successful, it's almost as if Jesus is saying that we need to apply the same amount of ambition towards service that we do, that these people are applying to these other parts of their life. And it's one of, this, one of these things that you can't just say, oh, God, I want to serve you one time. It's this like daily renewal and daily commitment that you're living out as a Christian to serve God. And we're always going to, give in and, and make decisions that are based on our own selfishness. But I think Jesus just so consistently models that we just need to have a pulse on our own personal desires and they are going to get the better of us at times, but we need to consistently be fighting those off in service of other people in service of God, yeah. um, which is an incredibly disciplined thing to do. And I think it will take us a lifetime plus some to even get part way there, but it's a, it's an incredible call that we get to follow. Yeah, and I think there's like two things in that too. Like one is like imagine if that's what you know your local community. If that, imagine if that's what everyone in your family was doing, let alone like everyone in your your community, just where you're living was. That's how they were pursuing greatness. Like it wasn't the highlight reels on Instagram. It wasn't just buying it, <laughs> wanting to be known for this, this, and this. Like it was actually, and you, I guess that's the second thing. Like like you nailed it. Like it's actually wanting to pursue in like training, like almost like your faith muscle but at the same time like training your mind like yeah. and training your attitude um not just to go for like the hurry hustle like, like grind everything out but actually like okay like imagine that ambition that you have to pursue greatness yeah. so much like the the easy like thing going on right now get yeah, grind like hustle more got to do more got to be busier imagine if that ambition you bang on was actually substituted completely by that mindset for service. I love that. Yeah, so good. Um, 
Moving on, Riley, I know you talked a little bit about Philippians 2, which is a passage that we have talked about. And I'm just wondering if you could summarize the, the message of greatness or the, the path to greatness as outlined in that passage, because that's what we did talk about through Sunday. Um, and I was just wondering yeah, if you had anything you didn't quite mention in that last question um, that really just clearly outlines yeah, what Jesus says or what Paul says about Jesus. Yeah, well, I think like the snippet that we looked at was from Philippians uh, 2 verse 5 all the way through to 11. Uh, but we kind of broke it down because like, again, Paul starts off by talking about, hey, if, if you're a follower of Jesus, like this is how greatness has been defined for you. So again, for us as followers of Jesus, just like how um, the definition of disciple is so narrowly defined and has such a weight to it because to be a disciple, which is what Jesus called his followers to be, he didn't call them to be Christians. We all have a different definition of what like a Christian is, but to be a disciple so well defined because it means learner, student, pupil, like just as Jesus gave us a really clear definition of disciple in terms of what it looks like to follow him. Um, Paul like really clearly articulates for us how Jesus goes about also defining greatness for the follower of Jesus. And he points back to having the same mindset as Jesus. So this is something we get to grow in. Um, but he also talks about how Jesus, we talked about it earlier, took on that humble position of being a slave um, which again, like lock in the culture of Jesus' time, I think it would have been pretty scary because it didn't take much for people to become slaves. Like nobody, obviously nobody wanted to become a slave. I'm assuming no one wanted to become <laughs> a slave because the other thing was, is that any point in your life, like all it took was for one other big city to like invade your city. And then that was it. You, your family, you're all slaves. So like the value in human life, even at that stage, um, of history or that time and era it yeah it, to show anyone dignity to show anyone like value like was a massive a massive deal but also it was just so opposite to the culture of the time um, and Jesus talks about taking on the humble position of a slave and that he also didn't think of he did not think of equality with God that Jesus actually gave up his divine privileges that he entered into history um, and, and came to earth to walk alongside of people. That wasn't going to be this vertical relationship. It's actually a horizontal relationship that God through Jesus came uh, and he came to have relationships with other people. Um, and then to kind of sum up like that last little bit of Paul's writing, he does, he goes on to talk about how Jesus humbled himself in obedience to God. And I know we've talked about obedience on the podcast before, because um, it's another way that feels like it has a lot of weight and heaviness to it because it does like essentially like surrendering your life uh, to something or to someone is a big deal. But this is what Jesus did. And he died a criminal's death on a cross, which again is not an honorable death in any way. It is not a great way to have your life ended. But then Paul does that big build up at the end. Like this is the biggest sand chariots of fire, like slow mo. <laughs> where he says like, therefore, in light of all of these things, in light of Jesus's mindset, in light of the position of a slave, in light of how um, obedient he's been to God, in light of his humble um, humble yeah, position, therefore God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all other names. And then he goes on with, yeah, really like beautiful writing just as to, you know, how, how big Jesus's path uh, to greatness is and how it ends in an ascent. Like it's just this big wrap up um, of, of Jesus's path to greatness um, and what it looks like. Um, but I think even in that writing lock, because back in Philippians two uh, verse three, 
Uh, Paul also talks about like having the attitude of Christ and what he actually says, he just says it so bluntly and so clearly. He just says, don't be selfish. Um, (laughs) Which when we talk about like greatness and saying to ourselves like, okay, like today I'm going to choose greatness. Like, even though it's going to be super inconvenient for me, even though I feel a little bit tired, I feel really fatigued, even though I've got so much on my plate right now. And it's far easier to think of myself, even though that other person that I could show like greatness to that I could serve, is really, really annoying me right now. Like today I choose greatness. Paul says like a couple of sentences before what we're reading on the weekend. He says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble thinking of others as better than yourself, which talk about something that's just countercultural for us today. Like who does that? <laughs> be humble yeah. thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out uh, only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. That's verse four. Um, so I think, yeah, that's a little bit more of a snippet of, of Paul's writing, um, to the church. Um, but to, to not be me centered when I wake up in the morning is such a hard thing for me <laughs> to do immediately. There's so many things that just go through my head every day where I'm just like, Oh, it's easier to like, think about me like right now, like, again, same stories when you in the petrol station, like seeing someone model that to somebody else before, but it's far easier for me, you know, just to. I'm not saying everyone should do this. I'm just using this as an example, but it's far easier for me just to pay for my own petrol and, and get in and get out of there. If somebody else loses their hat on the pier, again, I don't even know why I have this illustration or example in my head. <laughs> like it's easy for me if I have a whole bunch of things in my hand to keep holding on to them and not put them down for a moment because, you know, that's that person's hat and I've got my stuff here. Like, I'm not going to run after something that's not my own. Like, it's easier. It's easier to be to be me centered and hold on yeah. to all stuff that we have. And again, scary thing. I think we might've maybe possibly, I think we did see it the most, even in light of COVID last year when pandemics hit, it's easier just to go self-preservation mode and go insular as the church as well. And just go like, all right, we've got this message, hope of the world, light of the universe. And, and I don't know how I'm going to do this right now. Like everything's crazy. Like it's easy just to hold on to what we have and just completely forget that, Hey, like Jesus called us to serve every day in times when it's really, really simple to, but also in the times when it's really, really hard to, but again, it's not this overcritical performance review. This is something we get to grow in and it's an attitude yeah. that you get to choose and then we get to train to make mistakes. Like something we get to grow in because ultimately it's going to change others' lives. And your inner circle, those around you that are really close to you, your loved ones, but it's it's going to change your own as well. So good. And to wrap up today, Riley, on our application-based podcast as well, we want to give everyone listening who might be in Taiwan, Riley, or Ireland, oh, or Denmark. Sorry. This is me bringing it in so subtly. Um, <laughs> but Riley, apart from paying for someone's petrol or picking up someone's hat on the pier, how can we better serve our community as a result of hearing this or hearing our beyond a home or beyond Sunday experience message? Like what are some of the fun things that we could get up to, to serve other people? Cause we've obviously talked about like, yeah, yeah. okay, service is the mindset. So we've got to continually develop our mindset, but we get to outwork that in really practical things. So what can we do this week to just serve our community and our neighbors better? Yeah. Again, not saying you need to go sit near a pier and just wait for someone to <laughs> go to your petrol station. No, like I, whilst I don't think I have the perfect answer for it, I actually think one way to start doing it, and this is what I'm just 
having a, a good attempt at this week because I know it was something that I have have tried to do. And again, it's been training my mind, but it's actually been waking up in the morning um, and just saying to myself, like, hey, today I'm, I'm going to choose to serve. And I think when you can say it to yourself, some might want to say it in the mirror, some might want to write it down and just put it next to your bedside table or have it and written somewhere that you can see it on your phone screenshot it, make your wallpaper, whatever it looks like. Like, I, I just think that that question of how, um, uh, of how can I better serve my community this week, like this week, I think it begins with you. Like, and I think it can begin with you just beginning to, to train that, that mindset. Um, and this is one too, like, again, you don't need to adopt this definition of greatness. If you're someone who's not a Christian, like I'm not saying go completely change your worldview in this moment and completely like, you know, step away from all these things that you actually have held onto as your own values. Like not saying to, yeah, don't have, yeah, play around with your integrity or anything like that. Like, but more so like, I just think this is still a definition of greatness that we can all pursue. Like, and for followers of Jesus, this is one, again, that's been defined for us. This is, this is what we do pursue as greatness. Um, but I think it starts with us and yeah. I think it starts with, with asking that question or saying that to ourselves today, I choose to serve. And then there's going to be times in your day when you have interactions with people where yeah. you just, boom, that's it. This is the moment. Like today I choose to serve. Okay. I can serve right now. Um, well, there's going to be someone asking something of you or maybe not even asking something of you, but you see a need, you see a concern, you see something that you can step into and you've got it in your head already. And you've got it in your heart. Like, Hey, this is what I'm actually made to do. This is what I'm built to do for those of us who are followers of Jesus this is our DNA. Like this is who mm. we are. So it's not even to say we need to wait for those moments. Like it's actually knowing like this is who we are. It's not just an activity. It's an attitude. Um, and this is how we get to show and point more people to yeah. hope in the world. To summarize, Riley, what I'm hearing is that, look, if we've got an attitude of service, if we're, if we're growing in service, we won't have to look too far to serve. Um, the next opportunity to serve will literally be around the corner if our eyes and our heart are in the right posture and place um, to see the needs of those around us. Yeah. Well, and it's going to like rip away our pride as well. And like, it's going to tear away the ego. And again, that's why I think it starts with, it starts with you. Like, um, yeah. And for me, it starts with me, like, but what an incredible thing to grow in. And I don't want to miss out on an opportunity like this in my life to be able to pursue this each day. So it's all the more fun to do it together too, which is why we're so excited for Griffin Christmas Carnival. <laughs> That's yeah. it. So we'll, we'll flick you to our website, check out the description for all the fun ways that you can serve, including the Griffin Christmas Carnival, which we're really excited about. Um, but apart from that, Riley, thank you so much for jumping on the podcast this week. Really stoked to have you as part of Be Rich and always on the podcast as usual. So thank you so much. We hope you have a great week and hope, Riley, that you can actually find a really fun way and a meaningful way to serve um, out of the ordinary this week. Thank you so much, Locke. See you soon.